the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Mastering the Marketplace. That's today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. The world would tell you to climb over anyone and everyone to get to the top, to master the marketplace. Yet, Jesus calls us to a different standard as believers in Christ. Hi there, and welcome to today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, the Ministry of the Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Today, we're going to spend some time taking a look at what it means to master the marketplace, and more importantly, why. To what end? To whose glory? Won't you join us? Here now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, once again, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Luke chapter 2, and uh, we're going to be looking at verses 41 on down to 50. This week, I've really been on this this marketplace theme. And, uh, and I want to talk to you guys this morning, and the title of my message is, Mastering the marketplace. You know, most of the time we we lose sight of the fact that a lot of our time is spent at work, out in the community, traveling, in your car, carpooling, on the BART, headed to to make a living for ourselves. And uh, one of the things that I want to do is to make sure that uh, from, a, from a biblical standpoint, we understand our responsibility, not just within the church, but how we function in the marketplace. Because God wants to use us, and it's not just for financial reasons, it's for kingdom advancement reasons. God wants us to con- advance the kingdom. Now, he's going to provide for us and be a blessing to us and, and, and all those things, and we're going to have houses and this and that and stuff. But at the end of the day... God also strategically places us in positions so that his kingdom could be advanced. Can I have an amen? Amen. And so we have to see this as part of our mandate, as a part of our responsibility. We have to see both. We see the earthly, but we also see the heavenly. And what made Jesus so dynamic, and we're going to see this here, is that he was able to navigate between these two realms, realizing that it was all for purpose, and it's all for purpose. And God wants us to excel in the marketplace, to be professional, to represent him, to make sure that his name is glorified wherever we go. Wherever you go, the kingdom of God goes with you and that his hand is upon you. His anointing is upon you. His grace is upon you. His strength is upon you. Whether you work in San Francisco or you work in Oakland, it doesn't, hey, word, it doesn't matter where you work. The kingdom of God is always at hand. It's always here, and he's always there to walk with you. And there's some things that we can do to help ourselves so that we do prosper. 
and that we do get blessed and that we do stay uh, kingdom minded when we're thinking about serving and working in the marketplace. Luke chapter two, verse 41, it says his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, Jesus, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. And when they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to be have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his answers, his understanding and his answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and and I have sought you anxiously. And look at this, saints. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. And I think this is so beautiful because Jesus, he understood and he realized his earthly responsibilities. But he also understood his heavenly responsibility and calling. And I think sometimes when we're working in the marketplace, when we're out there, we don't realize that all of it should be ultimately, first and foremost, kingdom business. Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? That everything is about your father's business. And he was able to capture this, and you see this clearly. He, he knew his earthly parents, and he knew his earthly identity. But he, and they didn't understand it, but he says to them, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? That there's another realm that I'm accountable to beyond just what I'm doing with you. And, and, and I think there's a certain level of understanding that all of us have to get. Is that you're working as unto God as you're working for your employer. And what I mean by that is if God has given you a, an assignment in that specific business company or you have your own business, realize that it's not just an earthly thing. There's kingdom business involved in what we're doing. And we have to be able to see both. Because God, if he opens a door that no man can shut, he's going to hold us accountable for the doors that he opened for his glory. And it doesn't mean that we go on our job all the time preaching like I talked about last week, that, that we just go off and go crazy. And, and we're going to see this in the scripture. But it does mean that, Pastor, I have an understanding of both. That I'm in this world, I'm not of this world. That God opened this door and that there's kingdom business behind everything that he's asking me to do. Though I am working at a natural job or I have a boss that may not even know the Lord. But I'm working as unto the Lord because I know ultimately God is the one who's opened the doors for me. Can I have an amen? And so we have to keep this in mind as we're growing. And Jesus, though, though he was in this moment, though he knew his, his earthly parents' responsibility, he also knew that he had his father's business to tend to also. And all of us have to be able to take 
and enjoy this balance as we're serving in the marketplace. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians chapter six and let's take a good look at this. And all we're going to do is just break these scriptures down so that we have a good picture of what's going to help us to be successful as we as we operate and function in the marketplace. Ephesians chapter six. Verses five on down to nine. Now, as we get into this, there's a word. There's two words. Number one, the word bondservant is a key word that we have to understand because oftentimes when we hear bondservants or servants or slaves, uh, we don't know how to make the distinction. But when it comes to bondservants, a bondservant is someone who voluntarily submits themselves to someone's leadership or guidance or to serve someone else. And it is a free choice issue. And so when, when the Bible calls us bond servants of God, this means that we've come into this relationship with God and we've chosen to submit ourselves to his leadership and guidance. And he's given us a free will to do this. Then there's times when, when the Bible talks about slaves and it talks about, so we have to make sure we make the distinction. It's, it's no different than someone making a decision that I want to work for this employer. I am a bond servant. I've come to serve you to promote your business and whatever it is that, that you have going on here at this time. And so we have to see bond service this way. And then the word masters. And sometimes, and we see this within you know, the Bible, there's times when people are masters from a literal standpoint, meaning these people had slaves. Okay, but then the Bible also classifies employers oftentimes as masters. And so context is everything. Amen. And so we understand the context as these as these two dynamics are going forth, masters and bond servants. We have to place ourselves in those positions. Some of us are masters in the sense that we are the ones leading our business or business owners. And then some of us are bond servants in that we have, we're working for an employer and we're doing it because we want to and, and it is something that we feel God is asking us to do. And so you have to see this dynamic as, as you understand what he's saying here. It says here in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 5, he says, bond servants. He says, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh. He says, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ, not with eye service, as men pleasers, but as bondservants of who? Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from who? The Lord, whether he is a slave or free, and you masters. Do the same things to them. He says, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven. And there is no partiality with him. And so this is a key, one of the keys to marketplace ministry and a marketplace advancement and, and to serving and working in, in the marketplace. One of the things that we want to do if we're working for someone, he says in verse 1, he says, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh. He says, with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart as to Christ. I think there's a level of obedience that we have to understand when we're coming in to serve in the marketplace. And I think this is one of the things that gets, gets people fired the fastest. Is just 
people not wanting to do what they're told to do. Now, if someone's asking you to do something in the marketplace that's contrary to, to God's holy standard, that is going to violate God's principles, or that is going to call into question your character, without question, we don't submit to that. And we might need to look for another job. But sometimes it's just a matter of pride. It's a matter of arrogance. It's a matter of I don't like people telling me what to do. It's a matter of I don't like none of y'all up in here anyway. And what happens is we lose sight on the blessing that God may want to be wanting to release to us in that moment. So obedience is very, very important. He uses the term fear and trembling. And I think that this, this, this all goes back to honor and respect. That if somebody is my boss and I'm working in the marketplace as a Christian, then there should be a level of respect and honor that I have for that person based on the fact that they're the business owner and they're the one that's running and they're my manager and I'm supposed to be here to do my job. Can I have an amen? And oftentimes we take a victim mentality or a a persecution mentality and I realize that in some cases it's not everybody else, it's you. And we have to stop and say, God, help me with pride. Help me with arrogance. Help me with not being, uh, not liking for people to tell me what to do. Jesus, through his word, is trying to teach us how to posture and position ourselves so we do tap into this blessing. He says, and to do it as to Christ. Look at verse 6, not with eye service. Meaning I'm doing things to be seen by man. Like I'm always, I'll do what's right as long as you're looking. Can I talk about this this morning, y'all? I'll do what's right as long as, as you're, you're, you're looking. But when you turn your back, and this is, this is what eye service is all about. I'm looking to make sure that, that you know, everybody, that, that as long as people are looking, I'm doing my thing. And, and, and it's no way to work and feel, and feel really blessed when you're always looking over your shoulder. And this happens. And as Christians, we shouldn't be individuals that are always just looking to get advantage by just doing what's right when people are looking. Never forget that God is always looking. Amen? And we want to be sensitive about that. He says, as men pleasers, this is another thing. And we talked about this last week. I mean, it's important that we get that man-pleasing spirit out of us. We want to ultimately please God. And it doesn't mean that we, plead, that we don't please man. It just means that that is not my ultimate goal is just to make sure that I'm accepted in the sight of men. That's why I love what Jesus said. I must be about my father's business. I'm I'm doing what I'm doing as unto God, though I'm doing it for men, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. And this is what we want to do. Joseph was thrown in a pit. He went into Potiphar's house and was a blessing. God elevated him through his hard work, through his determination, through his consistency, through his faithfulness. He worked hard. He did it as unto God. When he was tested, he did not compromise his character. He gets thrown into prison. All of a sudden, he's in the prison working hard, being a blessing, being encouraging, strengthening people. And then all of a sudden, the butler and the baker get in there, and there's a problem. And, and the next thing you know, Joseph, is he ends up in the palace. 
He's in the palace and he works hard and he's diligent and he answers questions and God gives him revelation and he's elevating. He's elevating. Why? Because he's maintaining his character and he's doing what he's doing as unto God. And we should be doing the will of God on our jobs or wherever we're at with sincerity of heart as unto the Lord. He says in verse 7, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord, not to man. Knowing, somebody say knowing. Knowing Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And this is something that we have to go back to. God will bless you. You got to know that. If you maintain your integrity, if you do what's right, if you stay consistent, if you work hard as unto the Lord, then God has a way of shifting things in your favor. He causes his hand of, ooh, I just feel that. How many want the favor of God just to rest upon your life? He'll shift things in your favor. But we have to make sure that we're walking and living our lives as, we're, as if we are children of favor. Joseph had a coat of many colors. He understood that he was, there was something different about him. And all of us here, where, wherever you're working, you got to have that in your spirit that, man, I, want, I have God's favor. I know that if I do what's right, God will reward me openly. And he'll use people to advance his, his kingdom. And so for all of us, we want to make sure that we take great heed to this. But then he says this, and you masters, he says, do the same things to them. Giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven, is, there's no partiality with him. And so in this room, we have people that are business owners, and you run the business. He says, he's basically saying, you need to treat these people the same way that I'm telling them to treat you. Oh, I love this. And then not only that, he's saying here, he says, give up threatening. Wow. If you're a business owner here, give up threatening. And so as a Christian, we give up threatening. We understand that we also have a master. And the way we communicate to people, the things we say, even though you may be in charge, you're not in charge. Because if you keep messing around, God knows how to break your stuff up. Can I have an amen? He does. And so it's for all of us, whether we're serving employers or employees, our job is to make sure that we understand, like Jesus said, that this is about my father's business. There's a natural aspect, but there's a spiritual aspect. And I have a master that is over me. Just think if if presidents and, and people that were over countries had this mindset. I'm going to leave all that alone now. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3. That they have a master over them. We all have a master over us. Thank you, Lord. Colossians chapter 3. Now, Apostle Paul, once again, just like he did in the, to the church of Ephesus, he's going to do this to the church of Colossae. He's going to do the same thing, and, and he's going to use some of the same language. So you're going to see some redundancy here, but... But it's good because he's trying to make this point to all the churches. Let's look at verse 22. He says here, 
Colossians chapter 3, verse 22. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. He says it again, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality. He says it once again. I took this scripture when I used to play back in the day. I took this scripture, that scripture right there, and I, and I, I wrote it up and I pasted it on my locker. So every day that I came to, came to work, I would look up this scripture and I would see this scripture written up there to remind me that what I'm doing is not just to men, but is unto God. And I can remember as I was going through this process and God was, you know, just grooming me and I'm growing in the Lord that, and I share this story often with you guys that sometimes I had a hard time. My coaches would tell me all the time, uh, things that I would do wrong and things that I would do right. And I didn't always respond to that the right way. So there were times when my coach would say, hey, you're, you're stepping with your, lo- your left foot and you should be going to your right. And, this, and, and, it's, and it's a little bit different being uh, a former athlete and being an athlete because a lot of times you, people don't realize that, that how much scrutiny that you're under. Not just from a, a fan's perspective, but your coaches every day after practice are analyzing what you're doing. And, and being under that, I didn't always take it well. But I can remember when I was one time, I, I got fed up, and, and I was in my prayer closet. And I was telling the Lord how much I was mad at my coaches because they, they owe me, Lord, and, 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 and they and they tripping. And, Lord, get them out. And I can remember the Lord telling me, you're being prideful. That wasn't the Lord. That must not have been the Lord. (laughs) But I can remember the Lord telling me, no, no, the problem isn't them. The problem is you. And I remember going back to my coach the next day. I got up. I read that. I I received it. I said, Lord, you're right. Changed my heart. And I prayed. And I was praying and asking God to deliver me and everything else. And I went to my coach the the next day. And I said, hey, Coach Skip. Coach Skip Pete. I said, Coach Skip. Man, you know, I just want to. Man, I just want to ask you to forgive me, bro. And he was like, what's, what's up? What, what happened? I said, man, because I'm not taking your correction uh, with the plays and stuff right. And, you know, I was praying. I told him what happened. I said, I was praying, and the Lord told me I was wrong. He was like, what? <laughs> I, said, I said, yeah, man. I, I said, I want to just ask if you forgive me, man, because I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to be doing and listening right. And you know what? I'm going to change right now, and I just, please forgive me, bro. And to this day, Skip is one of my, you know, one of my buddies. I love him when I see him come to town when he's with these other teams now. And, I, and, and, he, and he shares this stuff. You never know how your act of obedience is going to impact somebody else. And, and, then, and then learn that it's not always your boss. It's not always your employer. It's not, and they may be doing something wrong. But are we doing what we're doing as unto the Lord and are we being honest with ourselves when in some cases we just don't like people to correct us? How can God promote you? How can God open a new door? 
How can God bless you? How can God pour more blessings down on your life? And how can God, if we don't take the simple step of just being obedient, You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925 925- 292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. And obviously, you're welcome to join us on our website, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net, and you can email us from that website as well. Now, as you visit our website, we do have other resource materials available, our online store, past sermons are available, as well as a COVID-19 update. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, at least until May 1st, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, again, thewellchurch.net. Or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful during this challenging time with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we're praying and standing on his truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless.